In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Fred told me a story about a time when his pastor was leaving for another congregation. And the congregation was concerned about staying together. They were wondering who they were as a community. Well, the pastor got wind of this, and in between services on a Sunday morning, said this. If the purpose of this place is to stay together, you're doomed. But if the purpose is to witness to the cross, then you won't have to worry about staying together. Christ will keep you together. A community that understands itself in terms of being together for the sake of being together has a tendency to be turned inward. And if one is turned inward, one is set for extinction or irrelevance. However, a community that is created for a work will always exist because the work will be there to be done. Mary and Martha struggled this morning with who they were as a community, more specifically, a family. Jesus was absent. And so they believed that their family was broken. Not so much because of his absence, but because his absence caused Lazarus' death. Jesus had something more in store for Mary and Martha than simply being together with their brother again. Jesus wasn't interested in allowing Mary and Martha to be spectators in Lazarus' restoration. Watching this episode unfold, we do see that Jesus is the one who moves it along. But at the end, Jesus gives the spectators a mandate. Unbind him and let him go. The community to which the sisters belonged had a place, had a role to play in Lazarus' return to life. See, when Jesus asks Martha, do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? He's asking, what does this mean right now for her in this context? With her affirmation, Jesus helps her to see that believing he is who he says he is means no longer remaining a spectator, no longer simply being together. To believe at this moment, in this context, for Martha means to unbind Lazarus, let him go, and then welcome him back. Visiting places, whether it's countries or just neighborhoods, where the residents struggle for daily needs, I think does help create space to understand what this means in a modern context. There was a woman I met, her name was Maria, and she lived in a town called Dead End was just down the road from a Siberian town called Tuim. She lived there with her bed-ridden mother. She supported them with sowing and working the land. She had a fully functional farm. It was just her who ran it. Actually, it, it wasn't just her. She also had a gun who helped chase away wolves and thieves who might try to steal her chickens. Now the thing is though, that night after we met Maria, 
we went back to our hotel and said our prayers. And as we said our prayers, Maria popped in my head. Given her context, what did it mean, not just for her, but also for me in relationship to her, to believe that Jesus was the resurrection and the life? You see, for some people, it's hard to imagine life after death when they barely imagine a life before death. They ask the question, God, if you were here, then my kids wouldn't die. And I think when we say our prayers, we echo them, and we wait for God to do something. But if we're quiet enough and we wait long enough to hear God's answer, I think we'll hear something. We'll hear, I did do something. I made you. You go and unbind them and let them go. See, when Jesus asked Martha, do you believe this, he's also asking us this morning, what does it mean for St. John and for you each individually to believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Does it mean something that just is stuck in a book on a dusty shelf? Does it mean simply being together for the sake of being together? If it does, then we're just merely spectators to what Jesus is doing at best. And at worst, we continue to think of ourselves first. And we actually mimic the Pharisees' words today. Jesus, however, is interested in belief that lives, that works, that does something. And to think more practically about this, if you think about it, most people actually do not understand belief in terms of theological speech. Most people will understand what it means when you give up a meal or some money or your time so that someone else can eat because you believe Jesus is the life. Most people will understand what it means when they see the church unbinding a sinner so that they can experience the freedom of a new life here on earth because Jesus resurrected you in holy baptism. Most people won't understand the words justification and sanctification, but everyone will understand a belief that works. And the only way that this is completed in a community is when it exists not just to stay together, but in a community who believes that Jesus is present in them, present in the midst of the community, actually using it to give witness to the resurrection and the life. Since death is overcome by our Lord Jesus on the cross and in the grave, we believe that Jesus will use his body. We believe that he will use you to show the world what the resurrection and the life actually means. Jesus is here in the church, and he is saying to us, you believe in the resurrection, don't you? Well, go and unbind the world and let him go. So in light of the resurrection, in light of the death and resurrection of Jesus, what role does St. John play in Wheaton, in the United States, in the world? Through the word and sacraments, Jesus is resurrecting us and transforming us into a community 
that believes in the resurrection and the life. We believe that God is doing something now. So think about it. What words do we say to those who are standing in front of a tomb wishing their family was back? Not just physically, but also spiritually. Think about what are the grave cloths that we must help unbind. We certainly cannot accomplish a resurrection. That's Jesus' job. But we do participate. We do facilitate resurrection life when we work within our spot here at St. John. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.